Here we are, powerful nonsenses. It's Christmas time. You oh. don't need to be afraid. Are we going to go there? <laughs> Serenading each other. Beautiful. Across the studio. Oh, yeah. It is Christmas time. It is. Merry. That main event of the year that everybody counts down to. Everybody's all like, only 12 months till Christmas after Christmas Day. And everybody's like, what are you doing? Hi. Don't be that guy. I saw a meme this morning. It was saying, have you put your weight, your scales back? You know, like, have you put your clock back? Have you put the scales back on your... Scales back? You know, the scales for, like, weight when you're weighing yourself. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I see, I don't have scales. Oh, never mind then. I probably should. Everyone, in, in everyone. Fact, I'd probably cry because I've put weight back on. Everyone's going to become a fat boy over Christmas. <laughs> it's, it's incredible how much you can actually eat. Right, isn't it? <laughs> uh, but yes, welcome, Powerful Nonsensors, to a very special episode we thought it was a rare opportunity we're going to get with Christmas Day falling on the same day that we put the podcast out. Pod, pod, podcast out. Podcast out. The podcast out. So we thought let's do a Christmas special for you to listen to on Christmas Day or just after. With some of our favourite friends. Yeah. So we've got, we were, we had this planned for quite a while. We were very, very excited put this one out we was actually surprised we managed to get everybody in the same room i was as well but we did it we managed to get basically the superstars of powerful nonsense all in one room sat around a table just talking powerful nonsense yeah see what i did there nice so this is a great episode really happy with how it turned out it's a long one so be warned it's about an hour and 40 something like that but it is great we get into all sorts of deep stuff uh, we've got James Lambert, Junior Oganyemi, Adam Stansbury, and Mark Chesters, as uh, well as, of course... Our lovely selves. Our lovely selves. So, we're bringing Christmas cheer. Oh, yeah, we were sat with the mince pies and the mulled wine as well. Harry Bow. Harry Bow, loving it. And then, obviously, Adam Stansbury kind of munching on his own stuff. Ooh. In fact, he didn't even. <laughs> he didn't even. <laughs> he didn't even actually. Eat, we bought him special vegan stuff, and he didn't eat any of it. He did have his um, chakrates, which he were quite nice. He did have his So anyway, enough of us nattering. It's time to get into Christmas goodness. So thanks for tuning in and spending Christmas Day or just after with us, and have a great New Year. I have been pumped for this episode for a good couple of months now. We have got essentially. The Super Bowl of Powerful Nonsense. The All-Stars game is not the Super Bowl. No pressure. (laughs) (laughs) We've got with us, well, first, there's me, Wayne. Wayne Ingram. And Jem Yildiz. And we also have friend of the show, James Lambert. Happy Christmas. And we also have Junior Oganyemi. Hey, Other friend of the show. Loving it, loving it, loving it. And then we have... (laughs) Well, we'll come to you in a minute, because you're a first-timer. We also have uh, Powerful Nonsense regular Adam Stansbury. Third time. Third oh, time. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. Junior, your third time. Third time, yeah. Adam, your yeah, third time. It's a race. Your race <laughs> twice. <laughs> yeah. But then we have Powerful Nonsense virgin. Mark Chester. And Wayne's about to break you in. Mark Chester. Hey, steady. <laughs> this is a family show. Yeah, it's and it's Christmas. And it's Christmas. time it goes out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. um, so we kind of thought it'd be a great just to kind of get everybody together, just kind of throw around some ideas and just generally have a chit chat for your Christmas holiday season. 
Um, so, do you think we should start off by letting people give a brief introduction of who they are? I think just that's in a case good idea. They haven't listened to. And I'll drink my mulled wine. So, um, James, do you want to introduce yourself first, if that's okay? Yes, certainly. Yeah, my name is James Lambert. I am currently a life coach, a mentor to many people. I'm an author, personal trainer, and motivational speaker. However, my life wasn't always as uh, you could say positive. I'm a former unbeaten, bare-knuckle fighter, bouncer, unlicensed boxer, and martial artist. So I came from a world that was profoundly different, and it was a lot more violent. But nevertheless, through that, obviously, I've learned a lot of things, which we will touch upon probably later in the show, and it's, um, it's going very well at the moment. So, Good yeah. stuff. And how about you, Junior? Um, so I'm the guy sitting next to James and I'm going to agree with everything he says because I'm not getting in a fight with him <laughs> but um, yeah I'm, I'm, a, I'm an author um, a serial entrepreneur um, and uh, also a motivational speaker as well um, I wrote a book How to Be a Student Entrepreneur um, just about to release the second book which is called Young Fed Up Professionals and um, I basically champion entrepreneurship around the UK, travel to schools, colleges, events all over um, to encourage more people to get involved in entrepreneurship and, and actually see it as a way of life, particularly the younger generation. And um, yeah, all around go-getter, I like to call myself, um, and never really content with being at the same level. And more than happy to share everything that I've learned with you guys here and, and with everyone on the podcast. Cool, Mark. Uh, first time, um, I would. Uh, I'm an adventurer. So that's the coolest. When I was when I was younger, I used to read a lot of books. I was always fascinated by uh, monks and healers and, and and the East and all that stuff. But then I got um, I got bored of actually reading the books, and I thought I thought it'd be much better if I go and visit these guys. So. I spent a large part of my life um, visiting, staying with monks and healers in Brazil. And recently, I've just been with the with the Iceman in Poland, so training with him, and uh, which was which was great. Uh, and just taking all these experiences, helping for my own self development, and then coming back. And anyone who is open to that or uh, resonates with that, uh, they work. With, I work with them to do the same. Oh, so Mr. Adam Stansbury, mm. fellow adventurer. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, fellow co-host with Mark, who you just heard speak on the, our podcast, The Body and Beyond, where we like to talk about consciousness, lifestyle, mindset, nutrition, exercise, and lots of other way out topics, inspiring, having lots of inspiring conversations with real people, inspired by powerful nonsense. It happens. Friends. It happens. <laughs> Ours has been going, I think we're on episode 19 now, since July, so that's all going well. Uh, I'm a holistic personal trainer, I have been personal trainer for about six years, a nutritionist and, and now also Reiki level two practitioner. So my interest is now kind of in line with the name of our podcast, The Body and Beyond. So the body has always been something that's interested me and I'd say in the last year my interest has now developed to everything that exists beyond the body. It's definitely about mind, consciousness, spirituality, all the other sort of unexplained phenomena that goes on in the world and um, that's what's really floating my boat now and um, I'm looking forward to a real deep trip into South America at the end of this year for four or five weeks which is going to be pretty, oh, nice. pretty awesome Good so, stuff. so yeah that's kind of where I am so obviously this is a Christmas episode so I thought it might be nice if you guys could quickly share 
what you might be doing right now on Christmas Day. Or what, what does your Christmas look like, maybe James? Let us know. Are you rushing around doing <laughs> 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 uh, Are you basting the turkey? No, no, no. My, my, my good wife uh, takes uh, care of that. I think actually, technically, we'll be going to uh, my auntie's. I think for um, I, I normally get in at least two Christmas dinners. Nice. I have one of no messing about. No messing about. No, I have one with my um, my wife's side of the family uh, in sort of Sussex, and then I come back to Kent to see my dear parents, and I have another one, and then so, you know some tea around six or seven. So yeah, lots of eating, which for me is quite a, a treat because believe it or not, generally I am quite a reserved. I like to look after myself, as you know. So yes, yeah, it's, it's a bit of a. Um, Relaxing time. So Christmas looks like a binge to you? Somewhat. Somewhat. <laughs> uh, a food binge, I should emphasise. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, it's, uh, yeah, and, and family, you know, that's very important to me. And uh, I make time for them, you know, not just at Christmas, it's, uh, it's very important. But again, you know, we, we might touch upon it later, but it's, um, I know that it's become, in some quarters, seen as overtly commercialised. And there's, there may be a place for that, but for me, I like to try and let certainly those that I love and care about know they're important to me all the time. So I don't, I probably don't do anything profoundly different at Christmas than I do. I, I see every day as a holy day. So I um, mean, you know, we call Christmas a holiday, a holy day. So um, yeah, nothing's changed in that respect, apart from maybe the gathering and the uh, the breaking of bread. So yeah, it's a good time though. I've loved it ever since a kid, very young. I've always had it. I still am a big kid. I've never grown up as you know. So, um, and uh, I'm very glad about that. So yeah, it's a very positive time, a very happy time, a lot of laughs. And um, yeah, it's a good, good time. What about you, Junior? Um, right now, I would be either at my house or at my girlfriend's family's house. Um, either way, I'm gonna yeah. <laughs> either way I'm gonna be eating all the food anyway. So, um, so I get I get the luxury of having the the the, the traditional African cuisine, mm. and then we go over to their house. It's a combination of like you know French food and the Mauritian diet as well. So I'll be traveling all around the world, um, <laughs> um, tasting many countries, and and yeah, looking forward to it. And also a lot of Caribbean taste there. And, Oh gosh, thinking about it right now, it's really getting me hungry. So, so yeah, um, literally that would be my whole day, just trying out different menus all, all throughout the whole day and um, trying to accept other invitations to anyone, uh, anyone else on Christmas. <laughs> any any other countries? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll try everything today. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's that's pretty much what Christmas is like. And and then yeah, I probably have that afternoon nap. Like which turns mm. out to about three probably hours, done. yeah, the you know, food yeah. Coma. exactly food coma, and then probably my nephew will just wake me up to start wrestling or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> beat him up, and then I'll get back to boxing myself. <laughs> Mark yourself. Uh, I have no idea, man. So that's too far ahead. It's it's too it. far ahead. Mr. Eckhart told even in the now. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see what happens. I'm sure something, I'm sure something yeah. exciting will happen. <laughs> yeah. Definitely, he'll probably be up a volcano or something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go find Father Christmas. Yeah, exactly. He'll be like. in Lapland. Yeah. <laughs> in his shorts after Wind yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wrestling reindeer or something. <laughs> what about you, Ed? Uh, nut roast and lightsabers. Okay, that sounds my like Christmas. my sort of Christmas. That does. Oh, does it? Nut any... roast. Well, more the lightsabers. More than lightsabers. <laughs> yeah. Being, a, being a, a vegan, my, my family always... Uh, well, this will be the second Christmas that I've eaten a plant-based diet. So my my stepsister, she's lovingly going to be creating nut roasts and other plant-powered treats. 
and then my two nephews who are absolute crazy Star Wars fans um, I'll obviously have to get them a couple of lightsabers and I'll probably right now I'll probably be filming them Doing a, having a lightsaber fight, I think that'll probably be what'll be going down. Filming or getting involved yourself? <laughs> well, yeah, I might get them. I get them <laughs> the floor with your double lightsaber. <laughs> yeah. Like. yeah, you'll get you'll get them the cheap sort of. You'll be like uncle, we, you and you'll come out with the force effects, <laughs> really <laughs> expensive force effects lightsaber. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you'll be like, this is this what you want. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a knife. <laughs> yeah, Good yeah. So yeah, looking forward to it. Family, I'll probably be there um, until Boxing Day, and then. I'll be shooting back to London to get all my stuff ready for my trip. So I'm sort of it's going to be a very exciting. I think this month's going to fly by for me. Christmas mm-hmm. is going to be awesome with it family. It always happens so quick, doesn't it? It's yeah. Like, and the New Year's yeah. is like, oh gosh, here we are again. Yeah. And actually, talking about presents, I think this is a time of year to to recognise that things do pass so quickly, right? Yeah. And you, as yeah. a kid, you always build up to it, build up to it, look forward to it, and then it's over, and then you're left feeling down because it's. Mm. So I think it's almost quite a good metaphor for, for for living your life as well and being more present in your life, Christmas. I, I like what you said. Mm. I mean, you, our friend alluded to it. Is it Mark? Yeah. Uh, about, about, okay, you, know, you talk about, you made a joke about that, living in the now. But when you actually talk about presence, yeah. I see that plan mm. work, mm. words, presence. presence. Are we present? Yeah. And I like that because, you know, as you say, with all this... Um, running about and it's become as I've already alluded to the fact that it may be in some quarters seen as overtly commercialised but this about being you know aside from the giving of actual gifts you know the gifts of one companionship you know about actually sharing conversations we're doing now it's a wonderful thing and I like that about what you say sometimes the best things do unravel somewhat naturally so uh, yeah I thought it was quite well said that and about being present you know Mm. and that could be a present in itself I think it's something that's I've kind of slowed down a little bit this year mm. because I was kind of starting to recognise shit I've been here in London for four coming up to four and a half years now mm. and uh, it was probably as I got to year four I started going bloody hell where has that gone mm-hmm. and then suddenly started being like right let's not worry about paying the bills and all that mm. sort of stuff let's just focus on the here and now what am I doing this week that's going to be a new experience going out doing fun and just and when I started doing that and changing the focus from paying the bills to being more kind of like let's just go out and enjoy life mm-hmm. time has slowed down so mm-hmm. much yeah, like October and November seem like really long compared to the rest of the year yeah. there's so much like frenetic energy in London as well isn't there mm. and it's so easy to get caught up in the rush 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 um, and we always talk about that, you know, if you can be present in a city as busy as London, then anyway. you've, you've mm. nailed it, really. Mastered, I think. Yeah, yeah, anyone can, can be present anywhere. It's very interesting now, because this is what I'm doing a lot of work, this exact thing uh, in my role as a mentor. And it's about trying to demonstrate being the eye of the storm. Because people typically think you think the eye is that the, 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 the most violent part. Of course, mm. it's the most peaceful. And as you allude to, if I can demonstrate that, because one of my challenges recently is going back into into Borstals working with some men mm. and I found it just, just being very honest my life uh, by design has never been more peaceful and quiet certainly over the last 18 months I went into this environment and it disturbed me because it was anything but it was very chaotic it was very dare I say violent very noisy this is the thing it, a lot of banging around at lunchtime, a lot of noise a lot of machismo and dare mm. I say it it actually brought back a mild level of fear. Okay, that was associated with some negative memories and so on. We can, we can follow the genealogy of the thoughts mm. and say, I understand your fear, James. 
but nevertheless it was a very real thing and I remember coming back and I had a lovely conversation with my mum and saying I don't know I felt called to be I want to be amongst these young men particularly because I see myself in them that the most lost the most troubled and yet their anger their violence scares me and they said that my mum said potentially you maybe have to to demonstrate calmness amongst that chaos to show that this is possible. And she said to go back into that place, you've removed yourself from it, fine, there's Mm -hmm. been a a transition, there's been a period of uh, self-healing, but to go back into that, to be a powerful testament to Mm -hmm. those that are still amidst the chaos. Mm -hmm. They said, maybe, maybe that's your calling. Of course, it's all Mm -hmm. all Mm self-chosen, and yeah, I I like that, and I only made that analogy to what you say about London. Yeah, me and Adam always have this conversation, and um, something, at least on my travels, I always... um, came across people who there was just something about them that whenever there was a group of people everybody would be happy around them or, or, or the energy would change and, and it wasn't it didn't look like they were doing much but there was I, was I was fascinated by it and then what I realized after just being with them for many many years was that the highest energy wins and the highest energy is not excitement it's love Yes. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and when we're love, and, the, and, and as men I think it's really coming from the intellectual back into the heart when we're that the energy will come to us. The energy mm-hmm. raises to yes. that. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that if we've been through difficult challenges, I've been through a few myself, if we can go into those situations and hold that state of love, peace, harmony as a male, yes. I think others will gravitate to us. Yes. And, and once we're there, you have your own clarity. Yes. No one has to do anything. You are the guru. You are the master. It's mm-hmm. just coming back to love. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, that, that's something I really learned uh, last week. <laughs> Mm, coming back to that state and some of your your background James as well going into that environment Mm. that's you know you're going to be really they're going to be relating to you certainly as well and and, and you're and seeing where you've been and where you, you are now, I can see that's, that's probably... Well, well, it shows that it's possible. The name actually slips my... Um, uh, uh, it escapes my memory at the moment. There's a beautiful word in the, um, the Muslim's Bible, the Quran, and, and it talks about... It's like Rekum or something. It's, like, it's that the, the truth is undeniably in front of one. Mm-hmm. And so what I like is whether, you know, I said you can, you can shoot the messenger. Actually, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> they can dislike me as a person, but listen to the message. Because I say that the, you can say that oh, you can't based on one's environment, you can't based on... I, I, I have done it. So the truth now, all I'm presenting is options because I realised that as a young man myself, I did not, I was not aware of the options. I take responsibility for that, but once you know that there are other mm. choices, me and Jim were speaking earlier about the, the options today for students. If you are aware that entrepreneurship is an option, then maybe you may go for it. Whereas previously it wasn't spoken about, mm. it was that you were, you were almost born a life of slavery and servitude mm. you were not, it wasn't even apart from of course in the elitist schools it wasn't even an option for the many mm. and so all I do I humbly just provide them as options that yes you can be working class yes you can come from a broken family yes you can come from extreme violence but there are options and your mm. past does not have to predict your future mm. I think there's so much to be said for people that um, kind of label themselves with, with labels like that they go well I'm I'm working class therefore this 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 and this Um, or I'm middle class therefore this this and this or um, whatever labels they want to want to give and I think there's so much to be said for somebody that does look to explore the options and I think those are the people which really end up coming out on top is not just settling and just kind of exploring 
Yes. Mm. Really just exploring. And I think I've come so far from just exploring. I think we probably all have mm. sat around here just trying things. Sometimes it doesn't work. Yes. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it does. And sometimes you feel so empowered mm. and it just changes everything. And often it's the little things Certainly. which I think make the big difference. Definitely. Mm. that's the amazing thing about being a human is that we've been given the option of conscious choice right mm. and I think too, like you were saying James too many people have that suppressed in them I think the society suppresses that and I think education yeah education I think the more people can realise that it's alternative is a good thing isn't that part mm. of how we evolve as a, as a kind of a race as, you know, as humans if we don't believe or that there's an alternative or a different way of doing things then we're always going to be stuck down one specific way of thinking so I think it's so important to encourage that yeah and I think that's, that's why um, spirit. holidays are so important for people I have a friend who always says like he goes on holiday he wants to be a musician he loves making music and he says the motivation I have when I'm on holiday is like I'm going to come back and do everything I wanted to do mm. But he comes back and then suddenly busy takes over, the day job takes over. And I think yeah. that's why Christmas can be such a powerful time of the year because why you've got that downtime, mm. why you've got that peace and mm. quiet. It's like you say, people need to be aware and they need to be conscious to make a decision. But a lot of people don't even have that space to be conscious because they're so busy mm. just on the sort of surface level stuff. And that's why I would say Christmas is probably like an ideal opportunity to sit down yeah. with your family. You look and you see the pains of others. It kind of it, it helps you express yourself. You start talking about something. You start talking about your dreams for the new year. And yeah, it's all very commercialized with the whole. Okay, I'm gonna. Oh, you could buy this, or you could be the new you in the next year. But I mean, ultimately, underneath that, if you can see it for what it is, it's actually a good thing. It is. They say like work with the seasons. The season is there to you to start sowing for the new year ahead. And so I think it is. It, a lot of it comes down to that is using. Hopefully, if you listen to this podcast now, use this time like productively to think about like what do you want. Start planning now. You were saying yourself that Mark, you were saying that um, for you, December's already energetically priming you for the new year. Yeah. I know myself; I've already just bought my 2016 calendar and already trying to map out mm-hmm. what I want to be happening. It's mm-hmm. like it doesn't have to take that with the first of January when you're hungover and you're yeah. feeling mm-hmm. depleted for you to start thinking. Correct. What should I start doing now? What should I plan? Whereas actually this time right now where you've got time for yourself is probably going to be your most energetic until you start thinking about shit. Do you remember how many emails I had last year in the inbox when we came back after the Christmas break? And so I think it's it's really important to use that time wisely. Yeah, I think I've had most of my probably big breakthroughs have probably happened over the Christmas period. Mm. I think there's so much... Um, because everybody's checked out for Christmas and that's what's great about it. Well, for the most part, other than the poor retailers who have to get up out of bed <laughs> for Boxing Day. Um, that was me last year. Not this year. <laughs> really? Were you? I was. I worked for Lululemon, the yoga clothing company, right. for a little bit last year. Yeah. And you I was. I was in on Boxing, boxing day. day, and on New Year's Day. Mm. Never wow. done that before, and, and it's certainly given me a massive appreciation of this year. Yeah. Of what I'm, what I'm going to be enjoying. Mm-hmm. So. I bet. It's like um, it's like when you say um, you know, the best business ideas come when you're sitting in the toilet. Mm-hmm. It's you've just got that time to actually sit and let the thoughts process. Yeah. But it's Christmas period to New Year, and that's like a whole week long where you're generally not in the same routine. Mm-hmm. And everybody, because everyone else is on holiday, you sort of have a time to actually sit back and reflect. So, not just thinking of a business idea but you're thinking of your whole life mm-hmm. um, but there's always this um, there's this difference between thinking it and then doing it yeah because January the 1st hits <laughs> New Year's resolutions yeah, yeah, yeah by January the 4th 5th back into the normal routine so this is a good until topic. next Christmas so this, is a good, so, so this is a good topic because what's the solution 
this well, is a great topic yeah, because this is what we yeah. go through. We go out, we have all these ideas. We go, away, we come, we come back, and slowly mm. but surely, the old ways creep back exactly. in, and then we've mm. got this. So, what yes. is the solution? Do you know, um, my brother? Now we had this conversation on time. We actually threw it up on YouTube, and it was basically talking about the law of diminishing intent. Mm saying that you know your intentions to do something is always at its highest once it's like introduced mm. to you and once you sort of mm-hmm. have that thought and it's all buzzing around in your mind Straight while the irons exactly right. so you stri- that's the best time to actually take action and, and, and put yourself on sort of that treadmill mm. but then if you don't take action then the intention starts to diminish after a while three or four days the novelty starts to wear off the most of it you know when you go to a big seminar you're, like, you're really pumped up you're going to take over the yeah, whole world yeah. and yeah I've got this great business idea yeah. and then by next week all your notes are underneath your bed and <laughs> you're like thinking oh yeah I'll do that later on in three months time I haven't got the money for it right now and all these yeah. excuses start bust. Mm-hmm. so basically literally it is a case of striking while the iron's hot because mm-hmm. your chances of of, um, that's why you know if you're at a seminar the best time to sign up to a seminar is at the day mm. no, I'll limit mm-hmm. the form home and think about mm. it because now the intention is starting to wear off and, and you're not going to take action do you think a lot of that we talk about this living in your mind and living in your heart so I'm trying to consciously make more decisions from my heart so do you think when you're in that kind of environment you're surrounded by all that amazing energy you are living from your heart you're living from that highest vibration and actually the decision that you'd make then on that day to take that course be part of that workshop join that mailing list is actually the truth. It's when you let that vibration or that energy lower, you then start to use your mind, and then your mind starts coming up with the excuses. Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. Reasons, right? So how do you how do you know what is so, how do you know what's your heart, and then how do you so, know what's okay. good market? So, so if I can share something. <laughs> yeah, so, so if I can yeah. share something about the Wim Hof training that I did was, I've always realised there was a missing link. I've I've had all this information. I've been with these masters, with these guys. But there was just something not quite there. And this is exactly what we're talking about. Come back, motivated, boom, 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 and then slowly but surely, it's like going into quicksand. You slip, you feel yourself. When you're in the water, you cannot think of anything else <laughs> but your breath because you're going into stress, mm-hmm. serious stress. Mm-hmm. You're going into physiological stress and to mental stress. And when you and so if you don't focus on your breath and calming yourself down, you're gonna to have to get out. There's just no it will drive you insane. And you're talking about ice cold water. Ice cold water, man. <laughs> so, so when you're in that ice cold water and you and then you start to realise what stress is. And you start to realise what physiological stress is, what mental stress is. And then the penny drops because on the way down to the water, we've done breathing exercises, I am coming from a place for my heart. The walk down was the hardest part mm. because our mind's going, you're, getting, you're cold mm. and they're going to get into freezing cold water. So the body starts reacting. The body's reacting to the cold wind blowing. And you get there and you're going to get in, but how I get in is up to me. So it's like a psychological warfare going on. And then getting in, there's only one way to deal with the stress, man, and that's to breathe. Like mm. Vim says, breathe, motherfucker, breathe. <laughs> you breathe. You breathe like this no more. But what I realized after doing this over and over, and one minute was the first day that's all I could handle day five in the afternoon we hit 30 minutes 25 minutes so I did 30 minutes which I thought was impossible Mm -hmm. I got videos of me freaking out in the beginning but what I learned is that if we are able to realize when our mental and uh, physiological stress kicks in and we can come back we can come back to truth Mm -hmm. to calmness we've mastered it Mm -hmm. this is what I learned because I thought I was "Ah, I live in stress all the time But only now do I realize, wow, our natural state is calm, peace, and from there we have clarity and inspiration. And then, and then we take active, um, action on it. 
but this is but we are used to living in, in a stressful state mm. and I was like wow that was full. it just everything came everything I'd learned came to a clear point in that moment and I was like fuck it this is what I've been looking for oh, that's nice. yes removing, removing, that, removing that stress trying to re- bring yourself back to that that place of peace and, and you are we are all naturally creative beings mm. and that creativity mm. comes out when, when you're away from stress so talking about the Christmas holidays it's a completely unstressed period of time or should yeah. be depending on what your family's like <laughs> you're cooking Christmas dinner you stress free time then you might want to jump in the ice bar just that. to get away from yeah, it yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. but then maybe you're tapping into the collective consciousness of everyone being slightly lower on a stress level everyone's vibration being a bit better and then your creativity is really sort of flowing so um, I think that's why Christmas can be a really creative time of year because you, you are reducing the stress we, we did a, also did a podcast with a, with a couple who have got a company called Amalife and they have uh, they create CBD oil which is hemp oil um, and that's been shown to have massive effects on stress and improving people's creativity. They've got loads of testimonial evidence, haven't they, from people that have uh, uh, massive benefits, yeah, on how, how it just brings the body back into a place of sort of homeostasis and balance. And from that balance, natural creativity emerges, you know. Mm. Now, I was just going to say from, just off from my perspectives on this, because I see this a lot, actually, that in actually trying to, you, t- you spoke a lot about, and I endorse what you say, but there is an important caveat that deserves to be mentioned. So many people are fleeing or trying to flee from stress that that becomes a stress in itself. Mm. And if you don't realize, you, we must stop the naming. I, I gently suggest it's helpful, we, we mustn't do anything. It's helpful to stop labeling. So what we do, typically people come to me, I'm looking for happiness, I'm looking for, stop looking and be it. Mm-hmm. And now that sounds overly simplistic, and I know there's the, the doing, you know, with, with human beings and doing, I spoke about before, but what you're doing, it, it, yes, it is Christmas time, and we're looking for peace, but with great respect, friends, if you are waiting for it always to be calm to find your inner peace, you'll be waiting a long time. Yeah. <laughs> the world is as it is, yeah, it's yeah. not going to slow down anytime no, soon. No, what can slow down is one's thoughts and how you approach things. So, this whole thing about it, it goes deeper than that for me. I used to label things as good, bad, or indifferent. It's all beautiful. It's all hope. Now, just a little thinking because you got, it's all beautiful. Some of the terror, it's all beautiful. Mm. But it's to see the beauty in that. You see, I used to reject out of hand the, the, the violence I encountered in my life. But some of that, if I, if I couldn't, if I didn't experience that, how could I offer true empathy to my clients? I'm not saying that coaches that haven't gone through hard times cannot be compassionate, mm. but to the level, I, I humbly suggest, to the level that I can empathize with them, maybe not because I've first-hand, dealing with a particular cross-section of the society, admittedly, but going through certain things, there is an empathy mm. that we could, because you've had a shared experience. Mm. But just to get back to the point and to keep it in context, I would like to encourage our, our, our dear listeners that to stop seeing something as stressful, because stop labelling. That, that's helpful when we're young. You know, the grass is green, the sky is blue. Something just is. The glass just is. These mince pies are... So don't, st- you know, this, this, that's stressful. So, so I flee from that, thereby creating more stress. With the, the quick, the, the, once I started embracing my fears on what I labeled as stressful, mm. i.e. fighting, a very stressful thing, I simply reframed it. And I, all the same reactions, interestingly enough, the same dry throat, the same nerves, the same heart palpitations, the same sweating, I reinterpreted as being showtime. But there is a, um, there is a, it's very interesting because there is, you know, you stress, which is 
positive stress mm. basically and and all stress is just basically a, a perception and your reality not being matched mm-hmm. so one thing might be you know stressful to someone else and for me it's not because I've got a different I've got a different expectation um but you know you stress is actually the good stress you get the exact same symptoms you stress is basically like you know the same stress that makes you arrive into work on time or, or, or when you're when you're sort of running a marathon you've got that adrenaline it's the exact same stress or the same stress that makes you want to meet a coursework deadline it's like and you find that you're so productive under those circumstances some people are actually very productive under those like you know put a bit of pressure on me you stress is basically what comes out when we have accountability. That's why accountability yeah. is so great. When you have a, a coach or someone like that, they're putting you stress on you, yes. which is what enhances your performance. Yeah. And myself and many other people testify that without a personal trainer, I cannot get the same results. Mm. I know what to do. Like in my head, I know what to do. Like I can even try to lift more weights. I can spend longer time, but I just will not get the same results if I don't have that you stress on me. Yeah. Um, and and understanding that there's actually that sort of positive element yes. of stress, and it actually makes you more productive. And that's why many many entrepreneurs enjoy that entrepreneurial fast paced mm. lifestyle if it's too slow for them sometimes they hate it yeah. and that's why they get results because so it's also that like, there's there's distress and then there's use stress and we sort of need to differentiate between the two um, rather than just saying stress is mm-hmm. oh, it's causing me stress yeah, that's great. That's I'm great point. totally with you I, but yeah, yeah. whenever somebody asks me to get something done and then they don't give me a deadline I'm like, when do you want it? And they're yeah, like, yeah, oh, you know, kind of in two or three weeks. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. When do you want it? I want an exact date because otherwise it's exactly. just not going to get done. Because yeah. I'm totally mm. like fueled by by stress and pressure, yeah. um, and that's when I get my real results. Yeah. I'm a I'm one of those unfortunately last minute kind of guys, mm. and I will, but but it will get done. That that's perfect because that fits into our like, you know, ancestral fight or flight. Mm. You know. Scenario in that a small amount of acute stress is very good for you because it, you know, it does alleviate, you know, it increases the senses, right? It drives you to do something, get out of the way, you know, mm-hmm. approach a situation with, uh, you know, different mindset, more alert mindset. But it's that it's kind of that level of chronic underlying mm-hmm. stress that a lot of mm-hmm. people suffer from that yeah. that becomes a bad for health. The habitual yeah. stress. And, and this is yeah, the thing about breaking patterns that yeah. goes back to one's thoughts because so many of us are living our lives albeit unconsciously and habitual ways of first of all thinking and then behaviour mm. so I used to think myself into a particular way of behaving before mm. i.e. violently yeah. so then I had to interrupt the pattern as we've already made the same analogy with the grooves on the CD so if it's scratched it jumps and so what we're all doing hopefully and our listeners are laying down new neural pathways yeah. so that's what I've endeavoured to do now indeed it has to become habitual and uh, depending on uh, who you listen to that's either 30 days 60 days or 82 so, so the jury's out the point is, <laughs> yeah. we can all agree on yeah. that it takes some time yeah. you know, so, and, and that, that's, that's, yeah. uh, that's quite necessary mm. Mm. I, talk, I talk to clients a lot about, about stress and you're right James we need a different label because people can't differentiate because I it's say to the client term, you're yeah. a bit stressed at the moment and they kind of I'm not stressed I'm not upset with your mm. life and I'm sort of like well you know you've got emotional stress you've got digestive stress you've got environmental stress yeah, you've got yeah, toxic yeah. stress you've got you know your, your body is always I mean the world we live in is 
there's there's a stress, and that's what forces us to adapt and yeah. change. And I so think it's it, needed to a, a, an extent as well. It's needed for growth and. Um, so yeah, I think there's also looking in the city. For just an example, we have environmental stress when and when we're walking down and just say we're walking on a on a tube, and we're stuck in and everyone's there and everyone's pushing and whatever. Your body's it's it's reacting to to the environment. So this uh, you can start to feel it kicking in, and this is the thing to go. Okay, man, this is just being aware. And and, and that's why we're talking about presence. When we come back to presence. As we all have here, we've done a lot of self-work and changing belief patterns and all this. When I am present, life is fresh and new. Mm. My thought patterns are fresh and new. Yes. Mm-hmm. The ideas, everything, all of a sudden thoughts and all this is not so important. Yeah. There's an awareness and there's um, this space and there's a beauty and there's a love and there's all these things. And... It's coming to the point now where I can get a little bit thrown out, but I have the tools, which are breathing tools that I've learned, just to come back, just come back to this. Yeah. And if something needs to be dealt with, deal with it. But just, yeah. And all of a sudden, this is the presence. When you're in that presence, man, I love everything it. is fresh in you. And on this trip, I realized presence is our natural state. Certainly. It's our mm-hmm. natural state. But mm-hmm. for some thing, we've got lost into these, this conditioning brain. Uh, and, and, so, and some of the exercises we did was to actually switch off this conditioning through breathing. And it resets the brain. Mm-hmm. And you've got a little bit of adrenaline flowing. Mm-hmm. So you come back and all of a sudden, you know, after you bungee jumped and if you've done that, you get that high. And then you're like, wow, okay, man, life is good. <laughs> it's just being able to do this throughout your day. You know, it's great, man. Mm-hmm. Really, really, really good. Having that awareness yes. of it and yeah, not not labelling it is is really important. It's just it is stress is like stress is pain or you know any one of these feelings that we have that we experience through our filters and our bodies. And if we can step away from the the label of this is pain, this is stress. This is just this is just it is what it is and yeah. sit with it and stay with it, be with it. Because like you said, otherwise you you attach to it. Yes. And then it gets out of control. There's, there's, I mean, with that attachment, there's um, God's designed our bodies so amazingly that we actually adapt. Even if you're in a high stressful situation, you start to adapt. I mean, you talk about people in London on the trains and stuff. Like you can always tell a Londoner when you go outside. You know, because you know, they're still talking fast paced, and even yeah, though they're yeah. not, and they're still running to the station, even though, and, that, and everyone else is all relaxed. So it's like. We we become conditioned, yeah. And I think it's almost, it's almost like a coping mechanism because you're always in that high stressful environment. Your body starts to have that as the norm, yeah. So your body learns how to cope with it compared yeah. to other people who might come from a different era and think, "Oh gosh, this is I can't stand five minutes." Whereas a Londoner can last, you know, five years and stuff. Yeah, I think when you look at genetics, yeah. and stuff like that, you know, people's your genes are being switched on to the environment that you may be brought up in. I mean, I'm not. a born and bred Londoner or uh, you know lived in a city I'm very much more of a country boy so I I recognise the amazing energy and opportunity mm. that's in London but I'm quite a sensitive person mm. I'm sensitive yeah. to environments I'm sensitive to energy so I, it's good for me to jump in and jump out of it when I can yeah but that's it we, um, once, you, once you're in that environment for too long you become desensitised to it and because it's not odd to you mm. it doesn't sort of push you out of your comfort zone right, in fact yeah. sometimes when I remember when I, to, when I went to America for the first time and people actually spoke to each other on the subway mm. <laughs> that freaks me out <laughs> that stressed me out because I'm used to you know sitting on the London underground and nobody speaks to anybody mm. you just look down or look at your metro and you just keep going and you get off mm. And, and all sorts can be happening but everyone just minds their own business and that's normal for me yeah. as, a, as a Londoner but when 
someone's talking to me, it's like, wait, what do you want? Why are you talking to me? And it's yeah. like, yeah. it's freaking me out when I'm just desensitized to that because you know you've been hardened for so long. Yeah. And and I guess that's a that's a danger because you're missing out on, on on so much just because of your environment as that's as, as, as adapted to it. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, and 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 I think that's what sort of people need to be aware about. And when we're talking about being being present, it might not have sort of necessarily health implications on people because their body will quickly adapt mm. to in their environment. But there's so much out there. Mm. Um, in terms of emotions and opportunities that people just generally don't experience on a day-to-day basis because they're they've just delinquent. become yeah mm. they've, they've become hardened or they've become desensitized and you get a lot of business people who have you know you talk to their partners oh when I first met them they were like this they were loving them, and now they're just sort of emotionless and they're just in and out and stuff like that and that's become their norm mm. basically and we almost that's need to come back to a yeah, sense of exactly you know being human a bit more and not letting your environment shape you mm. um but you know, as 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 human beings, we can easily be shaped. Mm. That's why you know people. Some people can live in hot countries, and this is nothing. Some people live in cold countries, and like, oh, that's nothing. And then we switch them the way around. It's like, oh, this is too hot for me. This mm. is too cold, because we're just not adapted to our environment, whether it's people, the weather, or conditions. Do you, do you think that's something in the entrepreneurial yeah. spirit? You know, you you're you're someone that enjoys that being in that state mm. of flux or change, or you've got that. What, what a different mindset to be able to always look in a different direction, yeah. not be so dogmatic in your approach to life yeah. and business and stuff. Like what, that. what I teach people in, uh, as entrepreneurs is to always be adaptable. Mm. That's that's number one. Because number one, you first of all, you're probably going to have to fill like lots of different roles. Whether you're the salesperson today, or the CEO, or the, you're the investor tomorrow, and stuff like that, or even the coffee person, you're you're going to have to be very very adaptable. And if you're too rigid, or if you, for example, like Alex Ferguson's a great man manager because he can deal with lots of different people and he can adapt to, you know, talking to this star and this person and this person developing. And you sort of need to be that flexible because as an entrepreneur, you know, the economy is going to change, uh, technological advances are going to change. You need to be able to adapt from one thing to another thing to another thing to stay current. Mm-hmm. Um, and taking that same mindset that you're, you're doing business, fair mm-hmm. enough, you might have been doing business this way for 30 years and then a competitor comes out and wipes you all out. You need to be able to adapt very, very quickly or mm-hmm. else you're going out of business. Doing that in life as well mm-hmm. and having that mindset as, okay, this is how we've become, but if needs be, and we sense the environment's changing, we need to now adapt into this environment. And it's like I say, you know, when, you're, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. And then mm-hmm. the same thing with your environment. You need to almost be like... Yeah, I'll call it um, Peter Petrelli when you watch Heroes uh, yeah. so you know he'll, he'll take the powers of every other superpower um, which made him so much the, the ultimate power and, and that's how I see most entrepreneurs and if, you, if you're not if you don't have that mindset if you're mm. not adaptable then you're going to really really struggle um, and I think nowadays more than ever it's a skill that we we all need to develop because the world's becoming more globalised mm. um, gone are the days where you did one job for the rest of your life your, your job's going to be changing mm. every couple of years your role in the same company is probably even going to be changing mm. very quickly and yeah. you basically need to right, get out of this mindset go into this mindset when you're coming back home you go into that mindset so learning to leave things at the door and adapting mm. it's it's going to be such a a vital skill mm. and, and again it all comes from having that sort of mental strength and skill mm-hmm. it's, it's a combination of that you know the strength and skill and just knowing how to behave in certain environments mm-hmm. you know you have that friend where you can't take them anywhere you know or you have that person where you, you want to bring them home because they just don't know how to behave <laughs> 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 when you just go to the gym like oh god <laughs> 
But it, it's I and mean, that that's how I think we're gonna we're gonna all need to be because like I said, everything's becoming more globalized. And if you're gonna succeed, you're gonna need to be able to work with very range of people and very yeah. range of conditions and environments and circumstances. So that's that's the number one thing. I try to get entrepreneurs uncomfortable mm. so that they can adapt to lots of different do, situations. Do you think that that's actually what our natural state of being should be? Because life itself is constantly evolving, constantly mm. changing. And we, we're always trying to kind of put things in boxes. We're yeah. always trying to we segmentize. Like that change, seg- yeah, segmentize stuff. Mm. And, you know, maybe, maybe life's starting to get back to our more natural like way of being, which is to be comfortable being uncomfortable, allowing mm. change to happen and not resisting it. Well, the body's made for that, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. 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 Just, we're constantly in it because well, you know yeah. it could change at any any given second. But you, you know, it's interesting. I mean, for anyone with respect, um, if they're to think that modern society is natural, you talk about returning to a natural state. If anyone for a second that thought all of this was natural, surely <laughs> deluded. Yeah. 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 If for a second you yeah. thought that this man-made edifice that we've constructed, yeah. regardless of the ills or otherwise of capitalism, that this is not this is not normal. This was not how we were created. And we talk about essence, so we go back to that. And, and Junior alluded to earlier about being wonderfully made, and that's correct. And we've talked about adaptability and being fluid and so on. And, and I picked up that in the very I learned that myself, but from a very different angle, which was through fighting which was he who adapted himself to the fight with the most prudence won. Yeah. So to put it in context, if I was struggling with the stand-up with an opponent, I might take him to the floor. If I'm struggling on the floor, I'll keep it standing up. Mm-hmm. And so this is the adaptability, and now mm-hmm. we relate that now, which I do so well, with people and life, it's the same adaptability Junior was alluding to. And those that you talked about boxes, mm-hmm. there are no, where, where are the boundaries? Mm-hmm. This is the whole trouble with the world. Like, this is my country, mm-hmm. this is my property. This is, if we could learn to, to, to share somewhat more freely, particularly with the expression of ideas that our listeners and entrepreneurs should be doing, then it's mm-hmm. also beautiful. You just made me think of, um, not that I actually watched it, but uh, Ronda Rousey's loss recently. Sure. She went on record and, set, and told the uh, journalist or whoever how she was going to yeah. the only way that she could use it was with a high kick was in the yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah and did she did she adapt to the fact that she knew that well, no yeah. and she lost. said this earlier the, the, the connect, we've all done it in a different terminology but, but the gap between the head and the heart that's so short it can be an almighty chasm and this is what he was trying, trying to say that this is a we can know something cognitively but it's in the doing that you're really uh, you know a lot of people all my friends they, they were good talkers they go yeah we move one day Jen. we move I was the only one that did it was very interesting mm. why because it had to I actually backed up my action mm. yeah. and again I saw it in the fight world no judgement and again particularly on the door um, many people were very proficient at talking what they would do to me and what they would do to others unfortunately <laughs> <laughs> it didn't always go like that <laughs> as I say you know it's like a wonderful I think uh, it's a, you know given to attributed to rather to Mike Tyson but you know if, we've all heard it you know everyone can have a plan until they get banged in the mouth yeah, yeah. that's a bit of a graphic way but what we're alluding to in the nice way is that as yeah, I say when you life can kicks plan, you in the nuts right but unless unless you are adaptable unless you're fluid if you have this rigid oh what do I do now I, just, I know about the high kick but oh it's coming I don't know you freeze and this mm. is what's not talked about I've seen in martial arts you see everyone talks about and it spells off their tongue flight or fight there's actually a third caveat to that which isn't spoken about which is freeze Freezing. And this often happens, you would have encountered yeah. it in the breathing. You literally freeze, the body freeze. So all of these self-defense, the, the, the more, what I call unrealistic, the, the, the self-defense classes, they're preparing people, so it's fight or flight, and yet when a real-life attack 
unfortunately, when a real life attack happens and someone becomes paralyzed nay, by fear, all of that training goes to pot. And it's very dangerous <laughs> because unless you train it out of you, yeah. and I'll make, I'll make the, uh, the analogy to an entrepreneur in a minute, but unless as a fighter I train that natural fear of conflict out of me, by what? By getting used to it. Correct. The same way as entrepreneurs and people that are just in the, in, in the, uh, the process of self-betterment and improvement is to get oneself conditioned to that. As you alluded to earlier, one's response to stress. It may take some time, but get, get comfortable with ice. Ice water as you did, not comfortable 30 seconds. You, did, you surprised yourself 30 minutes eventually because you became comfortable over time. Do you know what, 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 he made, what, what we were doing every day? And this is what I loved, and this is, I think, it adds to what we're talking about, is that everything we did preparing had to be out of our comfort zone. Everything we did is said, you breathe, we're breathing for an hour. We, we run, you're running in a pair of shorts up mountains with wind chill factors. Mm-hmm. You get into the water, you get in. So everything we did was, was, was out of our comfort zones. And something from my, my own personal thing, for the first time in my life, every day, I congratulated myself. Mm-hmm. This was big for me. Usually I'm always beating myself up. I didn't do enough. Got to go hard enough. I didn't. Always just got to do more. But it was so tough and it was so out of my comfort zone because I'm, I'm, I was never a great fan of the cold. At the end of each day, I'd go, well done, mate. I'm like, done good today, done good today, having a beer or two or three. And, uh, <laughs> four. and, and if I hadn't done as much as I thought I would, I'd say, that's no worries. Tomorrow I'm going to do a little bit more. Mm. And I did it. And this has changed my whole perception. When we're out of comfort zones, we're expanding, man. Mm-hmm. We're expanding all the time. So as far as businesses go, or entrepreneurs, mm. you've got to put yourself out. You've actually got to place yourself, and this is about fear. Yes. Because comfort zone can be, another word can be, you, you, it feels fearful. Yes. So, so when you get used to feeling fearful, you don't fear fear. Well, that, I love that. And that is, when we don't fear fear, life yeah, is yeah. amazing. This is it basically putting yourself in line for that punch in the face and just yeah. <laughs> I've also done MMA with James, and i tell you what, the first time you get punched in the, the first time you think someone's going to punch you, your immediate reaction is to do that. You cover up like a turtle. But after a while, you get used to getting hit. Then you get used to, I can take it, then you used to slip a punch. Yeah. Move it, and then, so it's just putting yourself in. I call it psychological armor. And you see, if, if you do that first, then you're prepared for the worst enemy, which invariably is oneself. Correct. As, you, as you've already alluded yeah. to, the way you talk to yourself, the way I spoke to myself internally, was worse than my worst enemy ever did to me. And that, I believe it was Brian Tracy that said, actually, which I'm so glad you did, self-congratulations is a sign of maturity. So far from it, particularly in the West, particularly in England, I, I myself uh, was to blame with this. I, I would never congratulate oneself, thinking mm-hmm. that was egoistic. In actual fact, the best people, the most successful people in, in the whole holistic sense of it, not just fiscally, the most successful people regularly congratulate themselves. Mm-hmm. And indeed, as our listeners can maybe practice for themselves, build in ways of supporting themselves. I little mm-hmm. goal, little, little goals. Mm-hmm. So you get to that that, that yeah. weight, you get a new t-shirt, you feel good about your weight loss mm-hmm. or weight gain as it may be. I see James pumping up on the muscles. Little goals, man. Yeah. Baby steps Chunky. and congratulations. Because it creates an energy of appreciation yes. and success. Indeed. And then that energy is in us, yeah. and what happens with energy? It builds, it gets a little bit more. The, what must the universe respond to? The energy within us. Mm. I think the way we talk to ourselves is so fucked up frankly <laughs> for most people um, I mean I 
the way I talk to myself is disgusting, to be honest, a lot of the time. But I've made a lot of headway. You said it the other day. I've made a lot of headway this year. Mm-hmm. Just with the with it's it's about putting yourself in that position where you're willing to get knocked down and just kind of go. Do you know what? That actually wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. Mm. I'm going to do it again. Yeah. And again. And again. And again. And again. And then at one point, it's not going to affect me at all. And I think if... I think what you were saying, the way that you were psychologically affecting yourself was far worse than anything mm. anybody but ever even done to I would even go further. And, and, and I agree with what you say, Wayne. But the, the point is, it's not just how we talk to ourselves. It's oh, actually yeah. accepting uh, the things of others. Because that's yeah. what I'm saying. If I was told... It's very important. This is what, if, if people are serious about entrepreneurship in any level... It is entirely your, your conversation with oneself. Mm-hmm. Because unless you get mastery over that, you will never begin to take the back. If I didn't believe that I could make a transition from a fighting person that only knew knuckle-headed, uncouth behaviour, I had to visualise it. So, so what happened? My conversation with myself changed mm-hmm. because nobody was doing it for me. Right. Nobody encouraged me to do that differently. Now, that's not a sub story. That was reality. Yeah. So the same things about the positivity. Who's going to knock you back? You come home from a failed audition. There might not be a girlfriend or a boyfriend to support you. Mm-hmm. Moreover, you support yourself. Mm-hmm. And if more people realise that far from that being... This is, you, the one thing, you've always got your back. That's what's, right. you're always with you. Right. So that's encouraging. Yeah. I've always got, got my back. I don't have to depend on getting a break or this person do. I've got my own back mm-hmm. and I can depend on Absolutely. me. So when you start getting that, it becomes actually a, one of your greatest strengths. Absolutely. But the mastery of one's own thoughts, it, I see that as a prerequisite. That should be taught first, even before the good behaviour, yeah. or so-called, mm-hmm. the helpful behaviour. Yeah, I agree. Self, self-love is so important. Mm-hmm. I think it's that level of self-love that gives you... A, connection with who you are and understanding with who you are a level of peace with who you are and I think yeah. once you've got that love for yourself that peace within yourself it's very easy to, to work from that to really know who you are to make the right the right else. choices are so easy to make when you know who you are like it's, mm-hmm. it's not even a difficult decision because you understand you know what's right for you you know what's wrong with you and that's what I've learned in the last year the yeah. more I've embraced yeah. myself and who I am the, the way things my life's just unfolded in the, in the perfect pattern the perfect path for me not for anyone else yeah you know because we're all different we've all got our own goals in life but that's been my big thing I think over I, the last I, I really want to throw in a cheeky question but yeah. maybe, maybe I'll spend another go for it go, go for it, it. <laughs> um, you know when we say we use uh, in a sentence I and myself uh-huh. hmm. who's the I and who's the self that's a really profound question (laughs) no but it's it's worth dwelling on I I like that because as you say yeah yeah and I'll tell you why I I found out in the water the eye disappeared there was only the self that was left I guess it's like you say about labels the eye is your own label is your own stack of identities experiences yeah the construct and that was fascinating when when it falls away it's the same in the fighter it falls away you're in the now you're in the now the label I am a fighter I am a husband I am a well it's like when people say why do you forget the time when you're having fun is because you no longer have the label of time so it was just interesting because in the water after 30 minutes there the eye and the this to that it fell away and all there were, all was left was just yes. self and essence and that was essence and then I was like then my eye again but it was, it was just this there isn't anything else yes. it's mm-hmm. just this 
So the eye is the, the story and the self is just the being. The, the... I don't know. I think it's this game of life. Mm. I think it's this game that there's, there's truth, which is... Truth is, is who we truly are, and it's love. And then there's this little game with the... I call it the little eye. That's yeah. where all the, and it runs around and, and there's we have this there's a relationship with something going on I haven't quite found out mm. uh, again but I don't know. But there's, a, there's a sliding scale of people who live the majority of their life in the eye and people who are able to step away from the eye and you know allow it to pop in and out but know that it's there have that awareness. And I, I, I think it has a function in the sense that to 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 play in this game called life I think we need it. Yeah, I feel I see as I heard somebody say it's like. Um, when they send these little rovers up to another planet, mm. that's kind of like your your eye is your experience yeah. suit. So you send it up to another planet, and you experience the world, and you can come back to the eye. And I think, obviously, you can't just sit in the water and just let yourself be white noise for the no, for no, the no. whole life. You've been given the opportunity to yeah. cry, to enjoy, mm. to be angry, to hate, to mm. experience a whole mass of feelings. And I think it would be it'd be unwise to think you could just stay in the absolutely, I, I, absolutely agree. Absolutely. And, and also the, the, the thing, we don't have to wait till we die to experience this. Because mm-hmm. in this present life now, there is this I, this idea, this illusion, the delusion of self, whatever you want to call it. And then it's this truth. It's like a breath coming in and out. And we can actually experience it throughout our day. And, and for me, that's magical. That's the real game of life at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, this is madness. Mm-hmm. And I think it's, it's kind of that knowing of what state you're in. Um, going back to the thing with fear like I for, I, for the first time <laughs> in a very long time uh, one had an experience no, um, it was it was one of the first times that I really recognised shit I'm in a state of fear um, and making the very conscious decision of going I'm going to push I'm going to keep pushing because I like the fact that I'm in a state of fear. Mm. And I think it's so easy just to kind of go, oh, no, I don't like this. And and the ego kicks in and the I kicks in rather than the self. Can I throw something out there? Go for it. Um, Here's a question. Is is fear natural? Yes. Yeah. I'd say so. I'd say so. I, I like to think What's your of perception of fear? If that, if that kind of oh, yeah, fear, yeah. fear as we know it, as in the term or the kind. I guess that label's different for every person, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because so. yeah. people say follow the fear so fear could be an opportunity but at the same time fear can be totally something that makes you submissive and you but, don't do anything but is it an you know when we talk about our natural energy. state mm. like when you said being present is our natural state that's when mm. you feel your thing is fear natural because whenever I'm in that ultimate state that ultimate being I don't feel any fear is, it be- is, is fear then not a more like a warning signal from your consciousness to become present so be your, it's that if you're if you're very if you're always pushing yourself to, let's say out of your comfort zone, then you're always increasing that comfort zone, aren't you? So mm. what was once fearful for you is no longer fearful for you, but you're never going to get rid of the complete fear of anything in life. It's always going to be there whenever you try something new, mm. well, isn't it? So maybe it's the, the. I find it it's at the essence. It, <laughs> some some would argue that fear, in esoteric terms, is illusionary, mm. and yet, and yet. If a saber-toothed tiger or a mugger is running at you with a knife, <laughs> believe me, there is something that is <laughs> <in your> <laughs> <head>. <laughs> So, so you can say, is it there or is it not? 
But a, a real man, in my experience, is fear. Nay, it's actually a, one would argue, it's a survival mechanism mm. left over from our genetic code. Mm. Now, we can argue is, to the benefits of that in a modern society, because often what happens is that, that uh, we talk about fight, flight or freeze reaction, that kicks in needlessly. So I can be standing, someone stands too close to me and I feel it come up. Now that's not helpful, but that is, it's there in one's mm. DNA. Can it be managed? Yes, it can. Mm. And so, but most fears, I think it's important to realise, are, are at essence or at source illusionary because one yeah. argues, I, I was told by uh, a great man said that the only true fear is the fear of fear itself. That's because uh, you see, man's fears are numerous. Because why is one man afraid of snakes and another of spiders if it was fear, if it was true, mm. if fear in itself was true? But it changes. But you know what? Even, I mean, even in that example, because I've had that example, for, I, 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 my belief is and I've only recently come to this belief, I don't believe fear is even natural. I believe that it's completely taught and adopted. And even in that example where, you know, if you had, you know, if, if, I saw, if I was walking down the street and I saw a big shootout between two gangs, mm. I don't think it, was, it would be fear that would make me run the other way. I think it's wisdom. Or instinct. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, 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 more, it's more wisdom. It's, 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 for example, if there's a fire... Certainly. I'll feel, the, I'll feel the anxiety, emotions, but it'll be wisdom that I'll say, right, get out of there. Whereas, I if I'm fearless, fear, yeah. for example, if I'm and fearless and there's a child in the, in the middle of that fire, mm-hmm. I don't care about the fire. Mm, yeah, I'll still go through that. And think, if I was fearless, if I was a little bit, you know, uh-huh. I'll still run out and leave the child there. However, it's, I, 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 that's, why, that's why I believe even it's actually, it's actually sort of a level of wisdom that will make me, when we say our fear is, you know, it, it, it's an it's indicator. Uh-huh. For example, you know, if the doctor says, you know, go and lose weight, otherwise you're going to die in five months. I don't think it's necessarily fear that gets a person to go and, and do it. It's, it's that it's that realization is that right now I've got that sort of that's the that's the hit I need. It's uh, mm. it wasn't fear that made them sort of finally lose weight mm. because I'm sure they could have predicted it a long time ago and it was it was there. I think it was now wisdom to finally hit and the pennies finally dropped. Mm-hmm. I that think it's, start losing. I, think, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. I, I do think it's semantics. I think that the import of the listeners. It's more empowering to realise that it can be overcome mm-hmm. because whether or not it's, there's a genetic predisposition for it, or it exists in reality, or medical science can establish the link, or it is just illusionary. Mm. The important thing for our listeners is that if they are experiencing fear against anything, it can yeah. and should be overcome, mm-hmm. and that that should be very endearing. Because as you said, yeah. we all have in your journey. Uh, I, I only talk for myself. In my journey, uh, my life has been. If there has been a uh, an overarching thing, it's been fear. And the more I've been comfortable talking about it, particularly amongst other young men, as you say, because it was the one thing that was never spoken about. So whether it was real or not, I can just attest, I can only talk about my own life, I felt fear. Yeah. And I felt it daily. No, it's... it's I felt it. I totally now, agree. I, now, whether it was wisdom on my house self telling me that you need to overcome this and that, mm. I could just... I, I, felt, I felt what I felt. But the encouraging thing was that I, I, I sought to overcome that fear through a period of uh, mm-hmm. contemplation and uh, overcoming adversity, yeah. adversity. And I think that's the, the, the marvellous thing, the hope that it can be faced so people don't have to be paralysed or yeah, exactly. by that, it's, That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's our use of language that devalues the human experience. Or we use singular words to explain a whole host of phenomena. Yeah. 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 And you're talking about boxes, yeah. just like all our yeah. dear office friends, little cubicles, <laughs> yeah. that is not real life. Yeah, no yeah. judgement, yeah. but don't tell me that. Don't expo- mm. Don't... don't put, 
don't exchange the the man-made or the, for the real. Yeah, and it's, it is then bringing everything back mm. to that. It's feeling rather yes, than thinking. It. It's feeling, right? Mm. All these things we're talking about but are feelings. That's what I think Junior was mm. so nicely mm. alluding to. Because whether or not it's real, can ever be real or ever be monitored in a mm. scientific laboratory, the higher self is gently pushing you towards yeah. wisdom. Yeah. And wisdom is a feeling, if you listen I mean, to it's, um, it. Because the reason I brought up the natural debate, I mean, it obviously exists. We all, we are, I'm sure we've all felt it. Well, what I'm really sort of trying to pinpoint is, is it, are we supposed to feel it? Is it natural? Because the danger is, a lot of people now, because they say, oh, well, it's natural, and they decide to live with it rather than challenging it or managing it because they say, oh, they use it. it's almost becomes an excuse. Indeed. This is what I was That's why the natural earlier. debate is, yeah. this is exactly so what I want to throw it. Is, it. is it actually natural? Are you supposed to be, yeah. like, for example, it's not natural for human beings to fly? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, now, if we do fly, great. But fear is, is it's, we know we're not, we're not supposed to be built to necessarily fly. We weren't built with wings like the birds and stuff like that, but we, through technology, we can now do it. Yeah. Now, fear, it's almost something where it is, where we natural, because I, I look at, for example, blessed children, newborn babies, and when my nephews were born, I could put them in front of a big, mm-hmm. you know, like, lion, they'd be like, hello, kitty, mm-hmm. and, he, I mean, even spiders, he learned fear from spiders from his grandma, who just didn't want him to go out in the garden, <laughs> so he kept on wanting in the garden and playing with his fingers, so she taught him to be scared of it, oh, look, spiders, and so when she saw her freaking out, mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden he he started thinking, okay, every time I see this thing, I'm supposed to freak mm-hmm. out. So it, it, it's real, it's real in terms of we experience it. It's definitely experienced, but is it supposed to be yeah. experienced? Because what a lot of I meet so many people who now use it as an excuse. Yeah. Say, well, I'm supposed to feel fear, so I will learn to use live with mm-hmm. it, and it becomes a dominant excuse well, for everything in our life. What it is, a, yeah. a patent excuse, pro- and that, that's more program. important. Mm-hmm. For me, then is fear because it's just challenging on what's what. Yeah. Whether or not you are supposed to feel that. Or it's real, you or can, you can manage it. It, it, it can, can be, be managed, of course, and, and for the individual to see that that for the it for the lie that it is, yeah, yeah. I think that because otherwise you could go out in an endless loop. loop. Mm. Is it real? Mm. Is it not? I just know I yeah. felt it. I think it should be changed. I know it can be overcome. Yeah, and uh, yeah, everything is we can. Everything is possible, it, right? It, it, we it, can do it. Where our body's a survival mechanism, where it just said that just say we put our hand on something and it gets burnt, yeah. and, and we feel pain. So pain and furious can be mm. kind of. And then, and then we know not to do that. It says the body's well going to go down and do that. I so believe so, but it's just again yeah. semantics over whether you choose to say pain mm. is fear. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what's the opposite? Love, love. I'd or say, hope. I'd say faith. Faith, because faith and fear. If you think everyone says, you know, faith is this airy fairy thing, and you must be deluded to be thinking, thinking of faith and stuff like that. But imagine faith and fear; they both require you to believe in something that actually hasn't yeah. happened yet. Yeah. Mm. So if this is airy fairy and then this is natural, that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think you're on to, you're on to a winner. They, they both you can take faith however yeah. you want to take it. Again, yeah. it's one of those yeah. language things. Yeah. But faith doesn't necessarily mean believing in the divine. It's just no. faith is... Could be in oneself. If if mm. I do this, mm. I believe something will happen. Yeah. Something positive will happen. Here's a question for Gem then. What? what do you have faith in happening in 2016? Ah. Faith in happening... Love you just threw that straight into me. <laughs> Thanks for that. You've been quiet for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was thinking, I was just trying to pies and Harry <laughs> in the corner. I was getting my gains in. Faith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Hey>, it's <but laughs> <laughs> just, yeah, carb loading. <laughs> no, um, I guess really, but I don't, 
I think as well is that whole kind of idea of just being fluid in the new year and being comfortable being what you say sort of like anti-fragile don't actually try to pinpoint something don't segment what I want to come from the next year and I think that's what I've got so used to doing from last year for my couple of years of being sort of self-employed is kind of just being comfortable with I don't like you said about I don't care about what happens Christmas it will come and it's kind of having that sort of faith in yourself Mm. to believe what should become you kind of line yourself up like this conversation might open up new things it allows for serendipity it allows for all these kind of random acts to happen and I think just too many people put pressure on that end point especially going into the new year that you might as well just you like you say if you can get in touch with your intuition you can start to feel what feels right it's like when someone starts writing in the holidays or they start chatting to an old friend and they get that energy back that's a that is that intuition that is a little sign that is you tapping back into that sort of energy I think that's what I think is most important for me and I go forward now into my year thinking is just to have that sort of anti-fragile mindset and just I enjoyed last year I had a wicked time I had a blast I'm happy I'm doing what I'm doing and it's not all right I'm not I don't care about the figure on the tax receipt at the end of the year it's more did I enjoy myself did I do do I know what what I want my life yeah was I true to myself was I doing the things I wanted to be doing there are some things in there that I probably think okay maybe next year I won't do that many choices on maybe saying no to certain things and elements of that but ultimately just learning to kind of live in like you say in the now more so and not be too hung up on having to plan things out mm-hmm. the, the only find also living present and, and this is like a lot of my mates who are a little bit analytical they get you've got to have a plan you've got to have a goal and I'm like that's great but w- when I'm actually present if there needs to be a plan it will come mm-hmm. and if there needs to be something but something I've, I want to get away from is that I always was so goal oriented and, and this when I was too fixated on the goal not only did I miss the journey, mm. I missed so much opportunity, opportunity around me. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm so, it has to be like this. Yeah. Mm. And, and, and in that moment, you, it, I look like, okay, so I, I, get, I get some inspiration, I get to that feeling place of what it's going to be like, but then who knows what it's going to come. But I know that that's, that, that's like the base level. Whatever's mm. going to come is going to be better than that. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, I think people so want that sort of like it's like when people say they want to plan out their lives and ten years I want this, twenty years I want that. It's kind of like it's like get it's like picking up a brand new book and running straight to the end page and just reading it uh-huh. and then it's like, okay now I'm going to go back and find out the story. It's kind of like what's the point? You like the book where you literally say like those goosebumps books I used to read and they tell you jump to this page if you want to take that choice, jump to that page. That's so much more exciting just to kind of go what feels right. And I think it does open you up to actually live more freely. You get to go experience stuff. Me and Wayne went to Dublin on a whim because somebody was going there who had been on the podcast and suddenly I've been to Dublin because of that and this guy only found me because of my blog who knew that I was going to meet this guy in two years and suddenly I'll be in Dublin with Wayne like it didn't happen and I think if you're planning your nine to five that's so rigidly and now okay now we get married and now we do this and we do that I just think you're missing out the point <laughs> yeah I, I for, for me like I, I've spent most of my adult life trying to be someone else and be somewhere else and in the last year from doing a lot of self-development and spiritual work on myself I've never felt more present and um, when I was working at Lululemon like I mentioned they get everyone even if you're just working in the store to do their one year five year ten year goals and they they asked me if I did it and I procrastinated for weeks and they were like you know you're going to do this and I was like I have no need to make any goals and it was the first time in my life that I felt like I don't need to feel I need to say what I'm doing in five years or ten years because I'm really happy right now I'm really enjoying where I am right now Um, so that that yeah, it definitely helped me to set a step away because I think it's nice to have. I think you, you know the general goals, direction. Right? You yeah. see the general direction. You shoot the you arrow, but it doesn't have you to need hit. To be like water, and you need to flow with life, and you, you you need to allow that goal to shift and change. 
and morph. And I know he's, become, he's becoming a bit of a quote book with his tattoos, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, you know? That's going to come in at some time. <laughs> yeah, but definitely, I think that's it. If you can have, like you say, faith in the future, so you know good things are coming, but you don't know exactly when they're coming. It's just that's the fun part. Then you've got the energy every day because you know, okay. Don't get wrapped up in what everyone else is doing, what everyone else is yeah. wanting you to do, what society is wanting you to do. What do you want to do? Who are you? You know, find out who you are and, and be comfortable yeah. with that and happy with that and, and go there and then and have faith in it. Uh, how do you guys feel as well? And I don't know if you. I mean, my wife gets she's she's quite a go getter, and she gets annoyed with me because <laughs> um, I, I'm very. Um, if if I don't feel like doing anything, I won't do anything, and I will just relax and chill out, and and I will continue to chill out, and it might take a day, a few hours, whatever. But then I'll get this urge or this surge of energy to take action on something, and when I feel it, I hit everything that I've got, I put every ounce of my energy into it, and in one, two, or three hours, I can do two, work, two weeks' work or a week's work or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and, and once it's finished, I want to come back to my place of chilling out, yeah. let my energy rebuild, and then hit it again. That's not everyone's way, but I don't know mm-hmm. how... I'm, I'm totally with you. I'm exactly the same. I had a, a week of doing absolutely nothing because I just didn't... I, I got a chapter of uh, an ebook done on the Monday, and then I was that was it. I was done for the week. I just couldn't get. I just couldn't. I just couldn't get. Yeah, I just couldn't get it back into the groove. But then yesterday, full power. I was working from nine. Yeah, mm. all it feels the way good, through. doesn't it? And it feels great. It feels inspired. And I've woke up today mm. with exactly the same passion, and I've got a feeling it's going to happen tomorrow, possibly even the next day. Yeah. And then the weekend might come, and I might do absolutely fuck all. Yeah. And I'm perfectly fine. It's, with it's that. interesting because I'm exactly like you guys, but I don't necessarily always see it as a good thing. Oh, I battle with it all the time. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. It's, yeah, it's, judge yourself on, like you shouldn't be doing something. Do you know Because it, it's like, um, for example, um, my, my girlfriend, she loves to go on holidays and stuff like that, and she likes long holidays. Mm-hmm. Her idea of, or my idea of a long holiday is anything more than five days. <laughs> you know? And she said, what's this? We've barely got here. And I'm like, five days is enough. You know, we've seen all the sites. Let's pack a bag and go back home. <laughs> and we've always had that battle. And then it's like, I booked a holiday for three weeks. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not migrating anywhere. <laughs> and I, I, I always want short holidays because I think after a while, when I'm in that relaxed mode, I start to feel, oh, I've got it out of my system. Let's get back to work now. Uh-huh. And I start to almost feel useless. And mm-hmm. when I was just thinking, I started to feel quite useless that you know, I'm not doing anything and you know, it's almost wasted time. And mm-hmm. um, But, you know, it, again, it's all sort of relative to each, each individual. Mm-hmm. But the reason I, I, I didn't like it because I felt like I was being dominated too much by my emotional state. Mm-hmm. So whether I did work today or not was based on my emotion state. Mm-hmm. And obviously when you're running a company that depends on other people as well and you know their livelihoods and it mm. you can't be governed by emotions and I have to learn to manage my emotions because I'm naturally like that yeah. I would only do something yeah. when I'm bothered you know the dish is going to be there great I don't care I'm going to get stressed about stuff like that when I feel like I'm going to deal with it I'm going to deal with it but then it comes to a point where in, in, in order to get results I have to realise I'm not going to live by emotions I'm going to live by yeah. principles mm. yeah. and even that rest time to relax that had to become a principle yeah, that like, I had to actually factor in like you know there was a day I, I always booked in at least one day a month to go and spend with my nephews because that was like my sort of chill out day. Yeah. I tried to book holidays because there was times I didn't take holiday for like you know, five years straight and I did not notice because I was enjoying what I was doing. Then I actually made that principle like you know you're gonna take holiday at least yeah. once every quarter or something like that, and and then whether I felt like taking a holiday or not, mm-hmm. I did it, mm-hmm. and I got into that sort of routine. And whether I felt like doing work or not. 
I still did it because I just had to train myself that I'm going to live by the principle that I said I'll live by, not by the emotions. Because it's almost like saying you're only going to take action when it's sunny. Yeah, I had a, I had a great yeah. quote just on this thing. It was about a writer who said like a, a professional writes even when they don't want to. Like they mm. they go through the feeling. I guess that's exactly what mm. you're saying. It's like I think it's the, there's a lot to be said for and and the ebook that I'm doing at the moment for for the podcast is very much talking about this. And I wrote about this yesterday. Is if you are somebody that does need that because some people don't really need the recharge time. Mm. I actually at one point always worked mm. I was always working and now I've completely transitioned and I've gone almost the other way and sometimes it's like come on mm. like you really need to get some mm. stuff done this week mm. um, but I think it comes to what you were saying about being really intentional about mm. when that relaxation time is I know that once I've got through tomorrow I've got a good evening yeah. where I've gone right do nothing and I've given myself yeah. full permission to just do absolutely nothing and then the following evening and just being really intentional just so because yeah. otherwise if you don't you do end up doing what I did last week yeah. just well I've not really got exactly. anything scheduled so it's fine it's hard because it, it feels so good because you're following the feelings and, and like you said when you want to work you're the, you're the best at it and you're going because yeah. you actually feel like working at that yeah. point and you know, if you're gonna work, you don't actually feel like it does take a bit longer. But likewise, the relaxing, you feel like relaxing so because it feels so good. It's so hard to actually right. follow that principle. I mean, it's almost like a perfect example. If you if you made the principle to get married and you're gonna to commit to one person for the rest of your life, it doesn't mean you're not gonna feel anything towards anybody else. Right. But then you have to almost separate. I feel something towards all these other women but I've made a principle and I've made a commitment so which one I'm going to live by my feelings or my no that's very well said I think you have to play both from both ends because it can be sometimes succinctly to thine own self be true Mm. so what in your example you mustn't if you are feeling like today should be a day of rest Mm -hmm. you won't follow blindly junior or my prescription for going at it hard this is what people want to follow a book or a prescription or or a template Mm. Mm-hmm. to thine own self be true now that is where the thoughts and the feelings come in and they must be honoured however on the flip side there are times when feelings are very unhelpful and can betray your highest order it's because no, if you listen because feelings are not good if I had a feeling I never wanted to go in and fight my opponent I, I wanted to run away <laughs> my feelings were telling me that don't do it it's hard right. but it, it, was, it was in front of me so I had to step up you get busy you do the job mm-hmm. feelings got nothing to do That's with me. it Feeling's yeah. got nothing to do with it. Yeah. I didn't feel like coming maybe to this morning. I did, but the point is, you got you got to hustle sometimes, and this is why you mm. plan off a bit. So sometimes I don't feel like getting up in the morning. I don't, it's particularly when it's dark. I might, might not be a morning person. I've got business to do. I'm getting up. You best believe it. Yeah. There are other days where all the forcing, like nature, you you, you push too much. You've got to yield. So if you don't feel like going hard, not not just based on the feeling, I'm talking about in the very depths of your body, you know you should have rested. Moreover, if you were to turn yeah. up at that meeting feeling half-assed, you're going to be so flat. You may as well have not so you, Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So play, play both play both ends, yeah. my friends. Play both ends. Listen, listen, listen to listen one's to emotions, yeah. but, but don't, don't, do not be governed by them. 
Mm. Because that, that's, yeah, that's too right. early for like, the wind. Yeah, I, I like that analogy with the marriage. You know, I, made, I made a promise. You know, when you make it, you know, it has to be serious. Sometimes you're all in or, or, or don't, don't bother. That's why stay I at home. That's what I said earlier about deadlines and that stress thing. It can help it you. But again, to thine, own self, to thine own self be true. Because I might not work like that. It doesn't make me wrong. Yeah. Nothing to do with feelings. Mm. I might not work well under Absolutely. that stress. So just only yourself. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. James summed it up nicely. Oh. Have, have emotions, but don't be governed it's by your emotions. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you'll, know, you'll only do things when, yeah. when it feels like. And it could be quite disastrous for yeah. entrepreneurial friends. Because most of the mm. time, they're not going to go hard 365. Not, not all you of the year. You won't, because cool. you're just going to go, you know what, tonight I'll watch a movie and you might watch Netflix. No judgment here. But I'm saying if you're about your business, if you intend to get somewhere, mm-hmm. we can't always do what is easy. Nay, that's actually going to be in, that's going to be the enemy of progress. Mm. Right. So sometimes my feelings have got nothing to do with it. It sounds quite hard and abrasive. Yeah. We honour our feelings. We feel that we've been given them for a reason. Again, we're not just a brain in the body or in a vat, rather. We have a brain and the body with all these trilateral different things, you know, feelings, thoughts, emotions, mm-hmm. intellect. It's very important. And, and, but, but again, the mm-hmm. higher self, if one's not self-sovereign, that's why I said, master oneself first. He who mm-hmm. is strong masters himself, and he who is weak masters others. And that's how it goes. Mm-hmm. So I'd love to kind of find out, obviously, the year's nearly coming to an end. I was just wondering if people could share any sort of experiences that really kind of stood out to them and maybe you can pass on some of the wisdom from those experiences onto people listening. Mark, maybe start with you with the, the Iceman. Uh, Iceman, like that um, yeah, if that's something that stood out yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah, massive, massive, just massive. <laughs> no, it was rubbish, it was a waste of time. <laughs> yeah, really, just a lot of things, a lot of things just all made sense. Um, and that was... Living from living from the heart. Let let the mind serve the heart. Let our intellect serve the heart, not the heart serve the intellect. And um, mm-hmm. and when you feel the when you feel the the psychological stress kick in, whatever it might be, a pattern, whatever, just be aware of it. Allow it to come back. Just come back to your truth, man. And in that truth, you're gonna have peace, love, and clarity. And then you can deal with everything quite easily. <laughs> was there any sort of like things that he did initially? Obviously, there's people coming to him for the first time, or these people that had experienced him at different levels, or yeah, I mean, the, the, there were quite a few sick, few sick people as well. So they they, they got the, some they got the test back that had changed. Um, I, I was the group we were with was like actually would be like this sort of energy, actually, and I was I was pretty blessed to be with these guys and there was a couple of girls and everybody did amazing you know I, I they're all my teacher teachers all so you know I learned from everybody but it was just basically being out of your comfort zone and this our mind man if you can conquer fear if you can make fear your friend you can do anything you want from this I will climb Everest and I've got no climbing experience but I now know I can do anything I want from that experience. Anything I want. All limitation is an illusion. All limitation. And fear can either drive you forward or it can absolutely paralyze you. It's your choice. So it's up to you what you want to do with it. And this experience gave me very clear um, ways about how to you know, fulfill a better life for myself. And was that more through like the breathing techniques or the Everything. ice? Or was breathing, it... the ice water, man. They're just being in the water. The breathing techniques, what they've helped me do is, like you say, um, Junior, you were saying earlier how we've become conditioned mm. to living in the city, desensitized almost. And there's so much brain activity, so much mental activity. What the breathing exercises have done is able just to calm that all down. 
And once that's calmed down, I just come back into my heart. I come back to presence. I come back. I don't let my mind start to wander off. It's just catching it, breathe it, do the breathing exercises, come back. If that doesn't work, jump in the cold shower. Mm. I have a cold shower every morning as well for five, se- five to seven minutes. Mm. Yeah. And I do my breathing exercises every morning now. Oh, that's, that's powerful. What about yourself, Adam? Any sort of really amazing... I mean, you've got an experience coming up as well, mm. but any other experiences really uh, stood out to you this year? The tattoos I've had done, actually, kind of really sort of sum up my year, I think. You know, the first one, Be The Change, doing a lot of work on myself and just realising how powerful we can all be just by kind of living our life as truthfully to ourselves as we can and how that creates a ripple effect around you to like your friends and family and the communities and things like that you know and we can really change you know I love the saying from small hinges you can swing big doors and I think that's that's been a really good thing for me to then tap into who I am and, and kind of I think find out what my new passions are which are you know, veganism, trying to help with kind of animal welfare, trying to raise the awareness of certain things that are going on in the world and, you know, trying to be the change, trying to kind of make a difference. Um, going away to South America, I'm really looking forward to because I'm looking forward to learning more about plant-based medicines, like the indigenous way of, of healing people, either spiritually or through, through plants. Um, that's really fascinating me at the moment. And then the other tattoo, sort of be like water and just trying to... You know, have a have an idea of where you want to be going, but sh- sort of you know realize that life throws all these different obstacles at you. And just try and flow around them, over them, through them. You know. Yeah, what I love, especially with yourself, is kind of you go through these different experiences, and you kind of like I've said on the podcast before, like let your passions be quite fluid. You know the things that mm. are drawn to you, health and well-being, mm. these sort of things, and be comfortable just to kind of each year. Don't be like, okay, this year I'm making a business, and that's strictly because mm. who knows? By the end of next year, you might changed what you are maybe veganist does work or doesn't work mm. or now you go completely plant-based into a different area and that's what i think is really important for people to see is that just because you say this year i'm this or last year i was this that mm. be open to next year you might be completely different person yeah, yeah. and be okay with that it doesn't mean that you've, totally. you've failed in the thing that you Absolutely. kind of said you were going into because each year i say I'm, I'm one thing i'm another thing and at the moment i'm enjoying the podcast it doesn't mean that it has to be solid forever yeah it's accepting that you're not a failure if you stop you just found something else that's interesting all i'm giving you is what i what i'm able to from the experiences that i've had you know in the next two months i'll have had loads of other really new experiences that might shape and fine-tune how i'm approaching life or what i'm talking about so yeah completely i think it's really important to stay fluid yeah um, James, what been, I know you've been doing a lot of podcast interviews and obviously things are picking up for you. Yeah, no, I suppose it is. It's just um, just uh, me committing to overstanding my why because from that, everything comes from, you know, some, some, in, in my case, my why is to motivate um, millions actually across the world and certainly as many people as I can positively before I myself die. And um, that's my very firm, that's my overarching, if you like, um, commitment. Now, what's interesting, I'm not attached to the vehicle in which I do that. In fact, next year I'm very open to, um, to as well as to speaking and furthering that, particularly in the USA and abroad, is um, film and uh, documentaries, all sorts of uh, speaking, audio, you know, putting audio things together. See, the vehicle is unimportant. The point, the, what's important to me is that I do positively motivate as many, and I will, as possible. So again, I think that's why it'd be like water. That, that's the thing, the vehicle in which I do that. We read a wonderful book at the moment by a gentleman called Steve Harvey. He says, once you've, um, I encourage the, the listeners, once you um, have discovered your gift, and you, you, you will have one with you 
recognize it or not at the moment. My gift, I believe, is speaking, as you know, I love to speak. So it's important to then attach it to a vehicle that helps as many people as possible for the greatest good and also helps myself and my family. And so then you attach it to vehicles, places that help you and you know, make it fiscally prudent as well. So yeah, no, nothing's changed, just full steam ahead, helping as many people. And as long as I stick to my truths, which are being true to myself and love, I can't go far wrong from that because every day is a, I'm learning more about myself. Every day, life is my teacher. I don't mind. So I, I love it. Just coming here today, sitting and we've been you know, looking at other people, really feeling that we're in this together. I know it doesn't always feel like it, and you know if, if people are still unfortunately watching the news, I, I advise them to um, stop that. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, more of us are actually we're, we're more interconnected than we think, regardless of your uh, spiritual or religious views. You know, I truly am my brother's keeper, and that, that's what I realise now. Regardless of anything that may seemingly divide us, there's more of us together that want to make a good go of this than our seeming differences may entail. And so I'm just fully committed to that and being open, being increasingly open. I have so much to learn. I have so much to learn. In fact, the one thing I do know is, like Socrates said many years ago, it, the, the one thing I know is that I know nothing. Mm. That's just being real honest. Because even if you're an expert, an expert in one field, you know but what, so, so, so one thing out of a trillion. So, so you're not an expert. So I'm just so open to learning more, loving more, helping people, you know, still watching my anger. You know, I'm still a human being. I still get displeased at times, but just working on myself. Because the more I do that, everything else falls into its place. And as you said about earlier, just, just in closing, um, I am, you know, I still have goals and so on. Of course I have numerous goals. But, but the real thing is just living, because before as you did, I used to be, I lived so much of my life in the past and so much of it futurizing, and, and I, I did lose a lot of years. They weren't wasted, of course, because I've now put that to good use, but really, you know, just quickly, I was like, you know, I was in a hurry to acquire a certain car. I got it, then on to the next one, certain watch. And then, were you, was I really ever enjoying them? Maybe, maybe very briefly in the honeymoon period, but now I'm just trying to collect experiences and not things. Mm -hmm. So I'll leave it there. Fantastic. Um, and um, myself, um, taking away a lot, a lot from what we've all been discussing today actually is sort of sums up my my year and going forward. I mean, I've, I mean, from, from the get-go, it's, uh, it's all about we know this stuff mm. and we can talk about this stuff. We can talk this stuff for, for hours, but for me and personally anyway, putting it into practice is always a different thing. Um, in a setting like this it's easy to talk about being present being present um, but then once you get out there and the notification starts popping in and, and, and <laughs> phones start calling off it's like it's all gone out the window so I mean for years I've always been saying that I want to be a minimalist um, from when I discovered what a minimalist was um, I still don't quite get it because I'm not practicing it <laughs> it sounds like something cool to do and I, you know, I want to do it um, uh, and that for me will be like the challenge that will be like the ice bath like can you just have like you know just, just one conversation on one phone and just live in a big house with one table and just mm. like just keep everything simple um, and, and that's something I would really like to push for in in 2016 going forward um, but another thing that I've learned a lot from, from this year is you need a team I think I've probably worked on more business ventures this year with a team than I've done all the other years previously um, and it's it's just so important because I think we especially in entrepreneurship we have this whole idea of you know, being a solo entrepreneur and stuff like that which 
technically doesn't actually make any sense <laughs> because an enterprise is a group of resources, a group of people. A company is a group of people. So this whole idea of a, of a solo entrepreneur, it, it's, it's almost like an oxymoron. It doesn't actually make sense and nobody can fulfill anything great, I believe, just on their own. Mm. Um, you might be a pivotal part of it, but you aren't. I mean, for example, we, we all attribute a lot of success to like, one individual. For example, when you think Apple, you think of Steve Jobs, but you think he's just the figurehead. Mm. He's just the figurehead, and, and it shows because he's not even around right now, and we're still dominating. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's, it's, if you look deeper, it's, it's a whole team of people. Mm. If you want to achieve anything great, mm. Um, you know, you can think think of the best football teams in the world, and then you think of their star striker. When really, put him in any, any other league or any other team, it's not mm-hmm. going to work. Um, even take away the manager, and then you see how it all starts to crumble. Mm-hmm. And then Chelsea lost Drogba, and now look what happened. <laughs> we thought he wasn't so influential and stuff like that. But even just even on the small things, having a team is what builds the whole vision. And mm-hmm. and for me, I've been understanding that a lot um, in working on projects. Now I, I refuse to work on a project if I'm not given percentage of the shares away to at least three or three other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I refuse. I refuse to do it. And no matter how great the idea is, I refuse to do it on my own because essentially that is almost wasted energy and I'd rather have, you know, 10% of a billion mm-hmm. than 100% of 100 pounds. That's nice, yeah. Um, so, so and, and, and if you look at anything, that's any other sort of successful entrepreneur, they sort of take the same thing and they just might not say it in that same way. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm, I'm I'm being a far more collaborative um, in the new year. Everything I'm trying to do, I'm trying to think of how can I add value to them um, and in turn gain value from, from, from all their hard work and bring resources together because if you're going to do something, you might as well do it properly and that's the only way to sort of do things properly. Yeah. Good stuff. Obviously, I think also there's lots of fitness buffs in there, we've got personal trainers, etc. And obviously people may be thinking maybe I'll, this year will be the one where I get my physical physique in shape and maybe get that energy handle and would you say maybe Adam to start off with is it that people get that body that, that what we say in that shell in shape so that it can actually go and pursue these maybe these dreams in the new year yeah I think like I think bodybuilding itself is a really good metaphor for life you know you have a you have a goal and then you create uh, behavioural habits and patterns that enable you to kind of get to that goal and think Arnold Schwarzenegger is a great you know, example of that, the way he, he applied the same work ethic in so many different areas for success. So, yeah, I think you could learn a lot by yourself and your body in the gym, um, pushing through certain things, adapting to lifting weights and obviously improving your metabolism. The, the healthier you get, the, the healthy mind, healthy body, you've got that going on. It's going to put you in a more positive place to, I think, you know, fight off illness, fight off anything else that's coming towards you as well um, but don't disregard all the other bits that I think are really important now like the, the mindset meditation mm. obviously nutrition um, all these other elements that make up being a, a human being I think that we've got to all take into account not just the exercise it's not just the nutrition mm. it's all these other little elements um, see for me this is very important because when it comes to particularly in that area I've, I've got like, the, the, the German Mark syndrome where I just do what I feel like <laughs> and mm. the last time I felt like doing it was like four months ago mm. now I'm feeling really bad especially standing in front of all you guys right now and so. <laughs> Funny, we, we, we talk about this a lot recently we, we've trained for years and stuff and we go into the gym now like we have like big chats when we go into the gym and stuff but we try to end up training we have fun don't we yeah. we train how we feel when we feel like I think when, when you see it as a 
as a lifestyle rather than yes, just you know an activity. Yeah, very big tool. It, 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 I mean, same thing with diets as well. Mm. If you just see it as a diet, it doesn't mm. actually work. No, but if you see it as a lifestyle, it's restricted. Yeah, yeah. You see, my, my lucky thing is like when I, when, my, when I don't want to do anything, mm. that's when I go train actually. <laughs> <laughs> so train so like is it? So basically, that's my that's like for that's me, where I'm not like that's you. Like not doing for me, I can just get absolutely lost mm. in movement. Yeah, uh-huh. and, and and so maybe that's just a great habit that's been picked up mm-hmm. over the years. But that is downtime for me. I don't. My phone's off. Don't have to deal with anything. It's just me, and my body, and just doing, just yeah. creating crazy. My downtime. Set myself another business. Yeah, got yeah. thirty minutes. Yeah, 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 This yeah, is yeah. What me and Wayne were talking about this the other day because Gary Vee was saying that you've got to think you've been creating businesses since you're so young that it's now your pleasure thing. And I was saying to Wayne, he's like, I don't know why you love going to gym so much. And I was like, I've been training since I was thirteen years old, and for me, it's so enjoyable. I love it. Like you. Like, I haven't been for like two days I'm going this evening and I cannot wait to get into the gym and he's like I don't know how you can have that mindset and I no, think it's the same thing you've built into your habit your identity over so many years yeah and it's yeah. not don't compare yourself to someone yeah. else yeah. Ins- get inspired by someone else so you're looking at Junior and his you know level of entrepreneurship and James mm-hmm. author and stuff like that you know stop, not compare myself I'm not an author I'm not a really successful mm-hmm. entrepreneur but I've got all these other great facets that I have. But I'll today take away the inspiration of having heard their points of view and what they've done in their lives, you know. So yeah, yeah, it just shows how many years behind that. There's so much groundwork that's led up to you to make business such a it's a, such a natural thing for you. Just mm. as the same with going to the gym to me is a yeah. natural thing, and for James writing and talking and inspiring people, we don't really look at it under the surface like we said in our podcast recently. Yeah, we yeah, we yeah. see the highlight reels and say, yeah. oh well, Junior yeah. bangs out businesses and he goes to the gym all the time. But underneath there, there was a lot of programming. Mm. And you, you think. You you're right it is like sort of just our our side thing that we just because we're so it's it's almost embedded in us like I remember someone asked me I was having like a sort of pop quiz and they're asking me okay if you went through a terrible breakup what would you do and some people like, I'll be binge drinking I'll be I'll, I'll go to the gym and work out me I'll go set up another business just to get my mind off it and it's just like literally that's what I'll do just that's like my escape that's my joy that's my thing but for everybody it's it's different it's what yeah. you've been yeah crafting yourself and where you find that yeah. self fulfillment other people you know I'll just go into basketball court and play basketball and crazy and stuff you like kind of go to your absolute yeah the, the most consistent thing yeah for you fitness for you fitness for mm. you fitness um, for yourself food, food as well for food, me. Yeah. Food, yeah. creating food I for you it's business yeah. for me Therapy, it's yeah. hopping on stage or in front of a camera and mm. like when I've been in the shit mm. my what I crave is Creative give dance. me a role. <laughs> yeah, give me a, give me a character dance. I can just dive into and <laughs> transform myself into someone else. That's what I crave. Mm. And but you know, suggesting that you guys do the same thing when you're feeling, yeah, go find a script, mm. yeah. <laughs> come up with a character, and then tell me how you feel. Like, it's not going to work. The, the, the more, if that brings us joy, the more joy we are in our action. I think uh, that's the gift to the to, to this world. Absolutely. The, the, the more joyful our day, and it's not always going to be joyful because you have challenges. Mm. But the more joyful our day, whatever they might setting up a business, podcast, you know, acting, mm. whatever it is, mm. speaking, the more joyful we are. I think we raise the energy yeah. of this planet. Absolutely. And, and maybe maybe that is our birthright to live in joy. Mm-hmm. We've just got used to living maybe in fear and anxiety. 
But maybe we're here to live in a joyful state, predominantly through the day, with an odd little thing here and there. Good stuff. So probably you should probably switch us off now and get back to your family. But we appreciate it. Being so antisocial. Although we could just be going into your ears while you're in that sleep. So Merry Christmas to everybody, and obviously have a great year. And so. Thank you everybody for coming together and I'm sure we're going to do this again awesome. at some point. Thank you very Thanks, much. Man. Merry Thanks Christmas so everybody. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas guys. Christmas.